It's the Daily Talk Show. I'm Josh Jansen. I'm Tommy Jacket. And this is the conversation sometimes worth recording. We're uh, at episode 90. Whoa. Yeah, that's 10 off 100. Correct. And we've got uh, this special guest, Jack Post. Are you guys counting 90 as a milestone? Definitely. Because yeah. I, I, saw, I saw you did you counted 70 as a milestone. Mate, yeah. we counted you, you, 10 as a milestone. <laughs> everything's a milestone at the yeah. beginning. So it's not just 50, 100, 150. Nah. Every, every with a zero on the end is a milestone. Yeah. All tens. We've almost yeah. we've had guests on almost every tenth, which, yeah. you know. That wasn't deliberate. Well, that's just I'm honoured to be part way. of the milestone episode. Yeah, yeah thanks, 90. For, thanks for joining us. Unlike uh, 89, which you were going to be initially. It's actually good that you, you couldn't do 89. It's a shit number. Yeah. yeah. I, but maybe you don't know if I did that purposefully. Yeah. I found out it was 89 and I was like, yeah, I don't want to um, Josh has been hooking you for <laughs> a, cu- a week about coming on. He built you up. Yes, I've heard about this. And yeah. you, well, he first started doing it before he even asked me to be on the show. Yeah. I, did. I, think I, I think I hooked and then before I put it live, I said, Jack, will you come on the show? Yeah. <laughs> and so p- for people who don't know, Jack uh, Post is his name. You are known as Cackling Jack from Hamish and Andy and uh, the podcast now that they do. Yep. And who um, came out with that? Uh, one of the two of the Hamish or Andy, it wasn't talked about before it happened. Yeah. I was just um, laughing loudly in the background. And at first, for the, when I first started that laughing in the background, I was trying to emphasize it all, you know, I was laughing more than I usually would because I wanted to tell people later on, it's like, oh, you hear that guy laughing in the back? That's <laughs> and now it's stuck. Yeah. Do you feel like I've been... And now I've got to force that laugh every single episode. <laughs> but do you think there is a little bit of that? I reckon in the sense that when I listen to um, or watch like live streams and stuff like that, the laughing that people are doing doesn't always connect with how funny the thing is that they're mm. doing. Do you reckon that when the mics are on, there's a natural inclination to want to laugh? Yeah, I, well, I don't think we're, we're... I mean, I don't do this. I don't feel like I do this, but I, I think some radio shows try to mm. uh, make a synthetic vibe in the room yeah. of this is really fun by laughing more than mm. what is funny. Than what makes sense. Yeah. I reckon I, I reckon I definitely push the laugh as well, but not, you know. I think it, there's a different element in a in a airlocked room where you turn on the mics and you're live. Like it adds a different definitely. It's pressure. like it's like being at a live comedy show versus watching comedy on your TV. Yeah, things are funny. Yeah, yeah, you're more ready. You're in the state to laugh and want to. Yeah, you give yourself to that moment. Yeah, and um, so radio has that. That's been like basically. It, the, your main shit. Sorry, do you guys do much laughing on this show? Fuck all. No, nah, um, we're not. We only laugh if things are funny. It's it, probably one in every five shows. Okay. <laughs> a little milestone in itself. Yeah. No, sometimes we get real silly, and yeah. it's usually when it's just Josh and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More swearing comes well, out. Do you, can we? I don't know if we're allowed to say, but we're in the presence of a fourth person today. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Riley. Riley's here. So it's it's like I know we're recording this to be heard by other people, but there is a sense of 
being self-conscious that there's somebody on the other <laughs> side of the room tapping away at their laptop <laughs> who's listening to our whole yeah. conversation. Yeah, she's earphones <laughs> on but listening to nothing and yeah. she's listening to us. And is the um, she's literally got the MacBook microphone on and has boosted it to try and hear a bit clearer. <laughs> That's a good idea. Hey, there's a laugh. That's she's she's bootlegging the show. Yeah, exactly. You can get an it's early version stream. of Data I just got a notification show. that we are live streaming right now. Who, who's doing that? Um, no, so radio is a thing that you've known for your... Um, most of your life, mm. hey? That's been your... Yeah. Uh, Do you know anything time. else? <laughs> I know a few other things as well as radio. What are the true. few th- what, what are the things that you know outside of radio, do you think? What do you identify with, do you think? Um, uh, I guess music. Yeah. Kung fu. <laughs> fighting. <laughs> fighting. MMA. Street fighting. Um, no, I guess... Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty basic. I like music. I like footy. Yeah, the footy. Are you still doing that? So you also were doing stuff for Essendon. Yeah, I that? was doing a podcast as well, but that is no more. Oh, because now you're Sadly. Onto, yeah. on, onto other things. So you announced on Friday that you're doing this Christian O'Connell breakfast show thingy, Majiggy. Yeah, that's right. So it's uh, radio playing to one of the things I know. Yeah. Um, one of the three. One of the three <laughs> things three. I know. <laughs> well, if you know three things, it's it's good. Stick to your three um, things. Yeah, I can't wait. It's music. Gonna, it's got. It's going to have music on there, which they, you'll be able play to play music. And what was the other thing I like? Footy. Oh, yeah. Not Triple a lot M. Of, yeah, not a probably lot. Probably should have been sports. I don't imagine, but who knows? So I read the um, there was those articles that came out on the um radio. I really want to radio say, today. Yeah, radio today. But I was going to say the the Radio Circle Jerk website. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone who has been in radio, me being one that's hand, putting my hand in there and jerking them off, it's true, is yeah. interested in this stuff. And that's where I saw an article come out about you making the... Is it the move? What Are you are you finishing up with the Hamish and Andy no, show? No, well, I'll, I'll keep doing Hamish and Andy podcast, but we only do it once a week now. So I've been, um, I've just been having a five or six-day weekend at between every Hamish and Andy <laughs> podcast and now I'll go back to just working like a normal person five days a week yeah. but I'll be able to do the podcast because you finish breakfast radio at 9am so I'll be able to jump mm. into the podcast once a week um, and still continue doing Hamish and Andy and then doing this Christian O'Connell show as well because mm. are you guys familiar with him at all yes. how, how well do you know yeah so I don't I, know I remember um, the simulcast that uh, H&A did with him in 2012 yeah, so they, that's the first time I met him as well. Yeah, so they did like a, um, yeah, a, is it a, a simul, simulcast? A simulcast, yeah. So he, yeah. His London breakfast show or UK breakfast show, uh, by coincidence of the time difference, was on at the same time as Hamish and Andy's um, drive home show. Mm. So we were in London for the Olympics in 2012 doing the gap year. And we broadcast in his studio to his entire audience and our entire audience at the same time. Mm. It's one of the. It I would was have honestly loved one of the, cool. like, yeah. it's, it's just like a radio geeks heaven. Do you know? Was it like ISDN or did you? How, did, how was it <laughs> Great connected? Question. I, th- I guess it was ISDN. Yeah, it would have had to Jack be. couldn't hear anything. He was laughing yeah. in the background. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it was. It was a bit of a radio geeks heaven. I, yeah. I loved the idea of doing it, and then a lot of the show. That show became about complicating and deconstructing you know are we going to listen to your news are we going to listen to our news whose ads Uh, whose ads are we going to do have you got a sponsor have we got a sponsor that we have to mention so the whole show became about uh all essentially the logistics of running two shows at once 
That's it. My brother gave me feedback on, on this podcast, okay. and he's, I said, "Do you have any feedback?" He said, "Just stop talking about podcasting on yeah, the podcast." Because I think we can get meta. Like you, when you get really sure. excited about it, you can start getting really. And I know that. Yeah. Um, well, you guys are both. Well, I know Josh, especially. You're a bit of a gearhead, so you yeah. love your like technology and your yeah. stuff. Are you the same, Tommy? I'm the same. It's just steroids. <laughs> Instead, yeah, I'm right. the gear. So you guys can easily talk about these <laughs> Sennheiser uh, uh, vol- yeah, evolution. It was upside down for Jack's defense. So. Did I um, dub it the digital chubby? The, yeah, yeah, the dib- I'm pretty yeah. sure I came with that. Uh, Russ I, Keys, uh, who's a friend of the show listener, uh, he was saying that he loved that phrase. But digital I can't chubby. So Josh fucking gets so excited. Put yep. a new piece of technology in front of him. He's oh, yeah. Oh, look at the look at the little knobs on that. Yeah, it's got like <laughs> yeah. You know, so do you? It does every episode end up talking about you not know, the, the knobs equipment. and the nah, equipment? It's, it's not the equipment. It's more about like the other podcasts. No, nah, oh, it's not even that. No, nah, it's like me being like, mate. We're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you can't podcast. do that every day. He's, 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 he's taken <laughs> advice not to talk about it and he's yeah, weaved it into this done. show and now we're talking about We've it. Done. No, but do you think, Jack, are you a um, on the spectrum of geekery? How geeky are you about radio? No, nah, I would be... Yeah, I guess I'm a little bit closeted. I would say, <laughs> I openly, I would say not very, but then, um, you know... I, because I've done it for so long, been in radio, and I and I do care about it. I, I would say less about the tech, but more about the the just content, the, and the content, and like who's where and what shows mm. are happening, and who's doing well, who's not doing well. So you're reading those websites I mentioned. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm part of the circle jerk. Definitely, yeah. I, like, I, I it's do. his homepage. <laughs> I do like. We're all currently really holding yeah. hands right now. You can't see it, but and the because um, I was like I definitely get in all elements. So I get into the tech stuff, but I've been trying to listen to other shows all around the world. Have you ever listened to Howard Stern? Because I've been trying to yeah, get on t- to Sirius, like get a subscription through Sirius, but they really lock it down. Right. Um, yeah, I've, the, the most I've listened to Howard Stern would be on YouTube clips, so yeah. people who rip stuff and put it up. But I don't know if you can get the show yeah. start to finish every day in any way. You can watch it on Australia. YouTube. They've no, done some can- really messed up stuff. I watched this one episode because they video it too, yeah. where they just had a line of blokes that would come into oh, the center. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> this is a, would walk, this is absurd. Word, they'd walk up yeah. in front of camera. This is like a real they'd, live radio they'd today. They'd pull their pants down, <laughs> bend over and show their hemorrhoids. And it was an episode all about <sighs> dudes who have hemorrhoids and it was like rating the worst hemorrhoids. We're yeah, going to have well, to take that off our loose. Tre- Trello board of things that we're going to do <laughs> if it's already being done. So Jack, turn over. <laughs> no, but the, do, you guys do, do you guys do any stunts or any... No. Nah. Like, the closest stunty thing I think we do is using location as oh, a talking yeah, point. I would call that. So we call it like... I guess this is a pretty uh, broad radio term, but like going next level, like what's your next level idea? Yeah. And you guys going out to Shepparton or going with Krispy Kreme or whatever yeah. you do, that's yeah, a yeah. next level idea. Yeah. And so that's the, um, you know, talk it, looking outside our frequency as uh, Sam Cav used to always say. I use that in client meetings and people love looking it. Looking outside our frequency. Yeah. What so you'd be like, so the example is, it's like, okay, if you're on Fox and you want to, um, 
you've got you know you have the listeners listening they're engaged but if you go to fountain gate shops and do a live show from there you're now reaching people who are outside of your frequency they're not even tuned into the radio but they're seeing you mm. and they can um connect with you noisemakers yeah that's a big word in the so radio is it working industry? for you guys those crispy cream appearance shepherd in appearance thanks yeah. for asking um here is Fuck, this what is we've learned full podcast meta but, no, I'll, but we're I'll talking with someone who is in the radio industry and Whoa, this is yeah, it's very true it's their uh <laughs> it's their domain um it's about like noisemaker is literally I had people who didn't even listen to the shows but said oh I saw you at Krispy Kreme yeah. on the internets and it's like I think that's half of Hamish and Andy stuff that you've been a part of so true I didn't listen to the shit that you were at the we um, <laughs> no the stuff you were running there was something going on at the athletics thing at the end of Clarendon Street there was something big thing you guys were doing at OB from there yep I just remember the noise it created and I didn't even listen to it. Yeah. But I, but I felt a part of it. I saw a piece of video later on and I heard you laughing and, and I had enough. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true that video with, with Facebook and Instagram that video has become so powerful for radio because people, I think, assume they've heard parts of the show that they actually haven't heard and yeah. they've just seen yeah. on social media. But they'll off, it gives people who aren't listening to the show a sense that they have heard the show mm. and they'll say yeah I've heard Hamish and Andy before of course on those news articles it said that you are the producer slash sidekick well how much producing what does that mean what does that really look like for uh, you is so that like a Jay-Z Christian show style, yeah Christian show Jay-Z Jay-Z style producing I don't know well you got like we all know that the producer as a title is probably the most least respected thing from an audience perspective no one knows really what the producer does yeah um that could goes for films anything yeah like well it's so dependent so in like what an executive producer does in radio is so different to what an executive producer does within film mm. and even when i went to the national association of broadcasters expo in vegas brie was with me and she um, has been working on the business as a producer. And I said to her, I was like, oh, I'll give you a... T- we had to put a name, like a you know, suggested title. And we put executive producer. And she was just embarrassed the whole time going through <laughs> these big... Like you've got big Hollywood DOPs. Like, you know, all these top... Yeah. Uh, yep. Hollywood professionals and then there's brief well, EPs in films that are a lot of the time money yeah just, just trying and, coin and things the... like that but yeah so you because you would do but a, would you say then for radio which is the idea of radio is it's just a few people in a room having a conversation yeah so from an audience member's point of view who doesn't know too much about the behind the scenes their idea of a producer is like, well, what what does that person do? Isn't yeah. it just two guys sitting in a room talking? Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, but you get like we help get the calls on, get <laughs> invite <laughs> guests on air, so it's just like, oh, well, that you're seems almost pretty easy, mm. but it feels like some of these and the the geekier the shows, like Kyle and Jackie O are a good example of a radio geeks show because they do get meta, they have they bring in the producer elements and stuff like that, and having. <laughs> Oh, that was Christ. my shake that was, weight. There was a shake weight that Jack Jeez. was playing. We would have had some vision of that to be able to show, but... Um, I didn't put it back uh, on the shelf that's properly. Okay. The, um, no, so, uh, yeah, these... But even with uh, Christian O'Connell, his show is very much designed for the Radio Geeks because Richie, his uh, sidekick that was um, on his show at Absolute Radio in, yep. in London... How big was his show, by the way, over there? Two million people? Was yeah. that listeners? Whoa. So it's, it's pretty big. And so, 
Yeah, I think so. Producer wise, I think there's a shift potentially that's happening where it's like, as people are respecting the process of things more, so people like the behind the scenes, you're seeing content on the side, all that sort of thing. Okay. I reckon a producer, in my eyes, is uh, an anchor with a little bit more weight. Good metaphor. But in the sense that it's, uh, you are, there might be some level of steering. And I think as a sidekick, potentially you'll, you'll do a little bit of that where it's like you're a sounding board, but you're also producing content. You're actually a writer. I think probably a writer is a better terminology. I mean, have they ah. just got you on so that Christian doesn't say pro, pro ran and fucking all the just You're there just to say Berwick when it comes yeah, on. Berwick. Yeah, Berwick. Exactly. Uh, I, I think you agree. I agree with you, Josh. I used to say, even though my title was a producer on Hamish and Andy for a long time, I used to say I was a writer for that show because I think that more lends itself to what people know. Um, uh, have, uh, people associate the word writer with somebody yeah. who's coming up with the ideas for the show. Yeah. Um, it's a comedy term too, right? Which I, th- I think is pretty well known. Yeah. Like to have writers within comedy. Yeah. So I used to, because I was much more a creative producer on the Hamish and Andy show. Mm. So I was mostly working with the content rather than working with logistics or administration. Uh, that's why I like to call that role a writer. But that's the same thing I'll do for Christian is I won't be handling logistics or uh, admin I'll just be doing the fun stuff, which is mm. coming up with ideas and um, it's content. It's funny. That's only your three: football, radio, and creative. Yeah, yeah. So I think creative. creative. I think. And that's oh, so a, you got rid of music. Um, radio that can fit in there. Yeah, I think. <laughs> no, but I think that's the thing is that what you do within radio, like radio, is selling it so fucking short, right? Mm. Because it's like it is creative content that lives so far beyond. Mm. Like just the the speakers now. All right, hang on. What's mm. the what's the biggest idea you've come up with for the Hamish and Andy show? That I don't think it's not like you're trying to take credit, but something you're super no, proud I'm happy of. To take, take credit. <laughs> no, take credit. Yeah. <laughs> I, that whole show is so collaborative. So <laughs> that whole show, that whole show, it's hard not to be able to take my finger out of any aspect. Bit of that vibe. Um, well, for things that people would know, and I'm not going to ever take credit for an idea in its whole state. However, but however, I guess the I came up with the first idea, which would later become the idea of us being the three of us being in a band. Oh, um, great! Which was Adam Lambert was coming in. And he had a song at the time, which I'm going to forget, but essentially it was just acoustic guitar and, and one riff on a piano, I think. Yeah. And well, I, I said to the guys, it's like, why don't you just, he's not coming with a band, so why don't you perform it with him? Andy, you play guitar, Hamish can do like, I'm sure he can figure out the three notes on the piano. Yeah. And Adam Lambert ended up saying no to that idea, but then it came back around again for... Um, Rob Thomas, who where is where the idea originally started on air. He's a Matchbox Twenty guy. He's from he? Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. He also wrote the song "Smooth" with uh, Santana, which is the first song that we ever played. Um, Hamish, Andy, and myself as a band with Rob Thomas, and then the band became a really big part of the show because we went on tour and we, um, you know, we took a tour bus up the east coast yeah. of Australia, and then last year we got a private jet and zigzagged across <laughs> Australia so playing. Good shows so that is one of my yeah. proudest moments that's awesome because that's creativity right you plant something evolves you have an idea you sleep on it or, or it, you bank it because it won't work then and it just starts 
yeah. compounding. Yeah, that, that's so true. And that's no sh- idea on that show was ever like it's gonna be someone big. coming in and pitching and yeah. go, this is exactly how it's going to work. This is step yeah, one, yeah. step two, then you say that, and then step three, and then at the end we'll be able to go on a band tour. Yeah. It's always just the, the, the seed of an idea. And if people think it's funny, then mm-hmm. you take it on air and then it mm-hmm. grows and it goes off in its own little natural organic uh, paths yeah. and finds its own life like that. It's a, yeah, it's an organic narrative that's built yeah. out through what happens on the show versus trying to fucking reverse engineer it in the yeah. background and then try and have yeah. those Yeah, and I think that's one of the things Hamish and Andy always did really well is be honest that um, that process, they don't know where it's going to end up. Mm-mm. Whereas I think sometimes if you look at Hamish and Andy's show and you're trying to recreate it, you go, oh, well, we need to get to a big idea at the end like a ba- taking a band on tour and mm. taking it around the country but if you start with that idea and then try and work your way back it's never going to be as funny yeah. as yeah. if you just start with a small idea and then try to uh, amplify it while it grows naturally how good is it when you you know f- have a caller that says something that sparks an idea to then go after a, a pig that knows how to open uh, you know fridge door and it steals beer like this is what happened in Shepherd. but it's like <laughs> We did, we put it out there. We mentioned something, and someone mentioned something about a smart pet, yeah. and then it just evolved. It's like I always feel like they're the best radio ideas. The best, yeah. But it's even the that's what I like about the podcast is the listen. Not to bring it back to the podcast, but <laughs> the um, no, but the people, the death of us, the, the people that listen. You know, it started off like Derek, who has Oni, uh, Aussie it's vinyls. Pronounced Beric. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good callback and sort of a local local content, which is great. Um, no, uh, there's a guy, Derek, uh, who we've had on the show who has a scooter repair shop mm-hmm. and he built a podcast studio Sick. Um, in his old dino room. It's got hammocks in there. Yeah. You do the podcast from hammocks. Yeah, sure. Anyway, he listens to the show and we've had him on and all these people that we've had on, we have had on uh, Trevor Long who was at 2GB for years and does all the tech stuff sure. on oh, the So Today you're trying show. to invite as many podcasters as you can onto this show? Yeah, well, we're definitely trying, we're definitely interested in having people who like having conversations. Mm-hmm. And so I have just naturally been listening to a lot of shows. So then we have that mm. Uh, you were going overlap. somewhere with that though. What were you saying? Yeah, I think that, no, it was just around that guest. Like you naturally have that community that yeah, you're, you're building, sort of building, building from, right? Um, mm. And, you know, like so many things that we have planned are because someone said, oh, you can yeah, use my yeah. space for this. Yeah, or, yeah, sure. And that, fuck, it's like anything. You never knew that Hamish and Andy would be as big as it is. When you, do you yeah. feel, I, I've known you for ages, but I don't even know how you became a part of that. What? What happened? Yeah, so I've, this is my 10th year with Hamish and Andy this year. Um, so in 2008, I started working at Fox FM uh, just as a panel operator in the nighttime, which means a show would come down the line from Sydney that's been broadcast nationally. And I was in Melbourne just making sure it went to air mm. um, in Melbourne. And so I would finish at the same time sorry I would start at the same time Hamish and Andy finished each day so I would see them on that changeover and then slowly just started offering to help out where I could and Mm. if I could sit in in their meetings or um, you know learn to panel their show as well and that's how I got involved with that show um, over time but it was already it was probably it had one successful year in 2007 I think and it was so it's it's already starting to ramp up and then the the next few years 2008 9 and 2010 were 
you know, it became one of the biggest Ouch. radio shows. Huge. Were you were you ever a uh, listener that would call up shows? Have you listened to shows and been a caller? No, I never before I started working in radio. I I no, I just never was that kind of person. Even though I enjoyed shows and loved them, and thought. Um, even if I thought I could add a funny story to it, there's mm. just the type of person who doesn't yeah. want to engage, engage. with that. Mm. Yeah, I and did. that's why we, funnily enough, we've talked about it behind the scenes of Hamish and Andy before that you get a different type of person uh, corresponding with the show on email than you do the type of person who will call the yeah. show. And we started, um, you know, in those in like 2013 14 we really started to use emails a yeah. lot on the show as well as callers during business brunch yeah and all those yeah shows. we did a show called happy hour and business brunch which was just a one hour mini show and we really used a lot of uh, emails in that show because it just it brought in a different type of listener yeah and fan and it was of the pre-recorded show. you just had to purely do it out of necessity too right that's how it started yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but now even even to the shows last year we would still use emails as another mm. tool yeah. rather than just the phones what's the what do you find being the biggest difference between pre-recording and doing a show live uh live has just got a natural buzz and chemical in the air that it's hard to explain but whatever it is it's, it, it just, it's the chemical that makes you laugh isn't it isn't yeah it? <laughs> it just it just gets you it just gets you a bit more fired up and it's yeah. a bit more real so you have to work a little harder in a pre-record to get that and to, yeah. to make a space that allows you to go there even though it's pre-recorded yeah because mm. if you i guess the the risk doing it live is that something could go wrong which i guess boosts that adrenaline and which gets things exciting that's right yeah. pressure so, makes diamonds yeah well, i like that one um and then it, the other major one is the immediate feedback of live radio so yeah. you can ask for a caller who's been to disneyland mm. this year and then they'll call you but if you're pre-recording obviously you can't do that mm. and how much of your how much of hamish and andy would be adapted depending on the types of callers so, for instance, you've got the run sheet at the beginning of the show. Yep. Were you guys pretty pedantic on sticking with that or would you regularly chuck things out, Give it, giving a bit of an insight for people who don't sort of understand? Yeah, stuff? I reckon we would we would definitely chuck stuff out, but we would keep pretty well to the run sheet. Um, we worked hard before the show. That's one thing that that show always did is work hard before the show to come up with ideas that we felt were foolproof. So mm. they would, whether they failed or not, they would still be funny. And there was a high chance that people were getting involved with the show, whether it's on phones or on um, online or on email would, would be able to contribute in a funny mm. way. So we, we pretty much stayed with the run sheet unless um, something really spontaneous and fun caught our attention and then that's when we would deviate from it mm. yeah and because drive show i guess is known as being sort of the opportunity to relax after a long day breakfast is sort of more topical covering what's been happening mm. is there is that going to be a big shift do you think for you having to do you naturally keep abreast of what's happening in the world talking about the royal family all that shit yeah you know what but if you, I, it sounds like you've listened to a bit of christian show yeah. it's not a super topical show yeah it, I think it will sound a little bit different to what Melbourne breakfast shows sound like where uh, they are very what's in the newspaper heavy yeah. shows. It's not like the hot breakfast. Mm. Where no, it's definitely Eddie, not. It's, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a bit more, uh, 
to be honest, is a bit more like what we did with Hamish and Andy, whereas you make your own world and play in it yeah. rather than reflect what is uh, in the news. But obviously that has comes with its exceptions. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's funny, the job you have, and I've been there too, is like it's public knowledge, right? So it's this weird thing. It's not like you've just landed a job at a, a you know, finance company mm. and now it's publicized everywhere. It's so, such an interesting thing. You know, like I, you see Hamish and Andy, these real big celebrities now that have crafted it, but, I, you know, you're kind of at the back of that. I don't think it's, you know, you're starting to make this name for yourself now, which is awesome and it's a different path for your career. But what's it like sort of, I know what it felt like for me when it's, you get this job and then it's put out there and it's like you're receiving this feedback. How do you deal with that? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Well, I actually said to my wife after I, so on Friday I put on Instagram that I would be starting with Christian and I got really, I was so surprised by how much um, positive feedback I got from it and, and the overwhelming response from friends and, and even people in the industry that I don't know very well who reached out mm. with um, goodwill and congratulations so I said to her I was like this feels so good I wish I was announcing a new job like yes. every week because <laughs> this this has been an amazing feeling uh, and she pointed out that it's a kind of a rare spot where it's like having a wedding you're not gonna like you can say oh that's a great opp- like it felt great but you can't do it next no, week enga- it's, it's more <laughs> engagement you know when you get engaged and it's like this fucking... You haven't even done the wedding. You haven't even, even done anything. Yet. You've oh, not yeah, even done true. anything yet. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. a good way to put it, yeah. But you're getting you all this positive <laughs> affirmation. Yeah. Well done, dude. Yeah, and great like, content. You've Tommy got had great content. three years of very little sleep or however long you do the show for. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got the hard work still to come, but you've That's right, got but I'm already rip. cashing in on all the <laughs> all the good feelings. Yeah, it is. it does have a little bit of, of that feeling to it. Um like now I've got the adoration and I just have to do the hard work to earn it. <laughs> well, yeah. that's like the equivalent of there's a TED talk about don't tell people your um, news resolutions for this very reason because yeah. it lets off the same thing in your brain that if you actually did it. So yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I've heard that about yeah. like if you're going to run a something. marathon before yeah. you even start training, you're telling everyone and you already feel good. You're like, geez, I'm like... Yeah, I'm, good, aren't I? I'm running yeah. a damn marathon. <laughs> you'll actually you feel you'll feel worse doing the marathon. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's not it's going to be painful. Yeah. Uh, what about thinking ahead for the show? Because I know I've I've been a part of two new shows, as in co-hosting with yep. two new people, and I just know the the road ahead, and that being good or bad, you know, it's like ups and downs of any show. You're annoyed at the co-host. Yeah. How do you I'm, think ahead? Uh, the to one that? thing is just the unknown, like. I've only ever worked on one radio show, which is Hamish and Andy, for 10 years. Before that, the only thing I did was work in community radio, which is way, way different because you've got no budget, no resources, nothing. And nothing to lose. And no, no, that no sounds very listening. similar to Shepard in that I was... <laughs> <laughs> you should have actually just done Sin. I think they actually... They, I, at least they, I got 50 you. grand. Yeah, exactly. At least I got something. No, oh, Sin's paying 70 now. <laughs> No, so yeah so um so this the, 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 one big show you've had one yeah so i've only worked job. on one show really and th- what i so i know that show back to front now what i don't know about christian show even though i can listen to his current london version of mm. the show is really what it's going to be like like you can't predict the dynamic that will occur naturally between mm. us um on air and what 
what the kind of stuff we're going to have fun with and play with on air is going to sound like until you got actually some shows under Mm. your belt because it's the roles like don't just aren't just interchangeable right so just like tj when you went from having candy as a as a co-host having stacy you you don't have the same same shtick and it's like with jack what you're doing what richie brought to the table like i've been listening for the richie richie is the sidekick is it yeah that's right so richie is this so it's christian's breakfast show in in the uk but he has he uses his news radio sports person and then he has this role that's a sidekick which is a section essentially his co-host but you know he's mm. just not on the posters mm. and stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to be filling in, standing into that role. But it's not like I can listen to Richie yeah. on their current show and go, "All right, this is what Richie I'm does." I'm not an actor who's going yeah. to play Richie. I'm I'm going to have to be myself. Yeah. So I'm not exactly like him. So the show's already going to be different from mm. that fact. It's, it's almost, exciting bit. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I find it really interesting because I see the differences between. Richie and Jack just listening. So Richie is this guy who, you know, they talk about he loves eating fudge. What's he's his three eating, things? So fudge. He loves um, fudge. What else is he? Uh, he, he loves music. Um, <laughs> he, no, he loves um, Five Guys. They've been talking a lot about Five Guys. I don't know if that's some What's sort of Five client. Guys. It's a, a burger, burger chain. Ch- okay. chain. Okay. He gets. And the other thing too is he's not. He doesn't seem concerned with calorically like restricting what he eats at all because he the what not 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 purely by what he looks like but what he's eating he's like oh he gets a thick shake and stuff like that so he likes food and then um yeah thirdly i I don't know i think that there's definitely it he plays in naturally i think to that sidekick role Mm. or that uh that relationship that you uh, similar to um idiot abroad yeah it's that similar thing where it's like carl for ricky is an opportunity just to to throw a few punches and i was even so many loves yeah yeah yeah. and i was watching um what's it got the comedian's name is it something car ryan richard jimmy Jimmy car jimmy car from like a few years ago was on christian o'connell and um it was interesting seeing jimmy is it jimmy yep jimmy uh just slamming Richie right like just he just comes in and just be like oh you know don't you it looks like they've given you a, a voucher to this like food joint and you just haven't stopped right <laughs> just like this was sort of and I was like yeah well I don't know if that tones necessarily would translate in yeah. Australia I feel yeah. like if you've got a new UK if you've got a, a British dude coming to Australia mm. um, on an Australian station I feel like that's going to be an interesting thing for Christian as well to work out. Which so is like, as soon yeah, as I heard, as soon definitely. as I heard that Christian coming, I had my you know everyone's fucking in the radio spaces having a thought of something about it. Well, you're on the radio today, comments going like, "What about the guys in Shepherd and oh, yeah, no, 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 you oh, anonymous? No, no, no. Yeah. You're anonymous, yeah. Tommy, <laughs> or, or the uh, yeah, just another reality no, show." No, but like, know, as like, soon as I heard you were on it, I had a different tune because I was like, "Oh, I know Jack." That's, yeah. But I was thinking about my biggest thing. I've never heard him. But I was thinking about an English dude on an Australian station. And I was thinking about Aussie people. They're attuned to hearing American stuff because it's based around celebrity and Hollywood. And then I was thinking about an English dude on a breakfast show in Melbourne. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. I, I, don't, I don't disagree at all. I mean, British comedy definitely has a, its niche place in uh, Australian humour, like... I mean, I grew up loving British comedies, but that's not to say that every man on the street is 
going to be as readily open to British comedy and a British voice as much as I am. I think it'll be interesting to see how people, if they if they give him a true chance mm. um, and and how they relate to the show and how they engage with the show as well. Mm. And so is the, you know, do you think that the, you know, what's, what's your role in it, do you think? How, how do you sort of help that piece? Suburbs. Yeah, give suburb Beric. names. Start with Beric. Uh, it's a supportive role. I like, I've done that for a long time on Hamish and Andy, which is just... It's a you know it's it's to be honest it's a little bit of that punching bag going back to that punching bag role where you you you're saying things and you're doing things because you know that it's gonna make them laugh and they're gonna have fun making fun of you. It's like a self-deprecating. So it's self deprecating. Self deprecating and just and you know what you're just putting out there the quirky things about yourself, yeah. which everybody has them. Yeah. It's yeah. just whether you choose to hide them or you choose to let people play with them. Mm. Um, so that I think that comes in a supportive role to give somebody else the chance to have fun with you and, and make fun yeah. of you and, and just um, break down those barriers a little bit mm. rather than if I'm trying to play a safe bat all the time mm-hmm. and just trying to be never get anything wrong so I can't be made fun of then yeah. it's, it's a pretty defensive mm. thing to listen to yeah it's interesting how even Josh talking about Ricky Richard Richie yeah. It's like him re- doesn't even know him reeling mm. off all these things about him, which is the fascinating thing about the job you're in. Yeah, but so people all- can listen. Yeah, and even less so. Podcast, I think people would be able to get a good grasp on who we are because it's long form, no break. We we are pretty honest in a longer form, whereas radio, it's like short bursts, very chosen. Yeah, and so and it's commercial radio, so there's all these things you can't and talk about, and, and, and especially I think in in comedy you're trying to you're always trying to get to somewhere funny so mm-hmm. just sitting down and having an honest conversation like the three of us now is not going to be as funny as if we like pick on things about mm. each other that yeah. is, is funny it's catering to a different need though i feel like radio for me now i i'm not into it because it doesn't cater to that long form honest um in in elements it does but i th- but lo- uh, podcast is conducive to honesty and understanding yep. a different pers- perspective, actually having back and forth about a topic, not which can't be done in three minutes. True. And people so, are way more patient to listen to a podcast. Yeah. And I guess the other thing too is Hamish and Andy, people use them as an example of you know one of the most successful radio shows in the world and definitely he- here in Australia. The, um, the thing that they did was take a friendship and then run with that whereas within the radio industry there's this sort of um, cherry picking of talent yeah. and putting them in a room yeah. and then saying being friends so you spend oh, well and a lot of the time actually it's it's like let's try and choose the opposite so yeah um we've got yeah. the t- person who's type a i oh, wouldn't it be funny if we put type b with them and yeah because yeah, when you light it on fire it'll blow up yeah that's what they <laughs> yeah. want right yeah um but more recently i guess trying to do the hamish and andy model which is is two friends are allowed to be in the same studio at the same time yeah um, people are trying to recreate that and it is tough like you just don't know how people are going to what the dynamic is going to be between two people even if they're both in their own right really talented, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're going to mesh together and mm-hmm. make something better. So you, you, uh, when was the f- first time you met Christian? So in two th- 2012, we did that simulcast show mm-hmm. and that was the first time I met him. 
uh, and you know, we went out to breakfast, I think after the show and, um, had a chat and he, like, he's just such a lovely guy and, and such a genuine, um, person that he's always, it doesn't matter that you're just like, cause at that time I wasn't, I was a producer of the show, but you know, lowly coffee running type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gave me the time of day back then. And I, I'll still re- always remember that. Um, and then now, I mean, he came to Australia last year, so he was here out, out here in August. So I got to chat to him again. That's before I even knew that the show was coming. Was he chatting to gold at that point? Was he, that well, I guess he probably makes was. Sense in, now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming like, together. He, now that I think about it, it, he probably was because he'd come out here on a holiday. And I, I think he's honest about he was seeing if his family liked it and if he yeah, yeah. they could really all live out here. But I guess he probably was in discussion with the station already then. Do you reckon uh, he knew that you could be a piece of the puzzle? I don't know. I actually never, I never thought about I actually don't know if he knew about the show because maybe he was just... They locked him in first and then said, mate, Cackling yeah. Jack's well, coming on. Well, I feel on. like even... He went from no, the Now that I think about it, I reckon he would have come out here and then gone back and then put the feelers out and said, hey, does anyone... Does, you know, is there anyone who would uh, like a new breakfast show? Well, I, th- I think even before that, he would probably... I reckon his first pick would have been to bring his team, right? Like, he, like given the, the relationship that he's had, but it just wouldn't go, right? Like, having two British dudes coming yeah, in. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think you could just transplant the whole show and have... I mean, there's four people and there, four British yeah. voices on Melbourne yeah. Breakfast wouldn't make <laughs> yeah. sense. Uh, but... You're right. It, it is a lot for him to give up Richie because they've done it together for 12 yeah. years. Um, he was tearing. Richie. They were both tearing up on air on Friday on their last oh, show. He, so he did his it, last show on Friday, yeah. I did hear about it. It's yeah. all heightened emotion. I was fucking tearing up. I was also very hungover on my last show in Shepparton. <laughs> uh, you are. You're spending Did you tear up on your last show, Tom? Oh, yeah, I felt a bit emotional. I was hung, though. You know when you get a bit so, emo? Wait, so what was the circumstances of you leaving Shepparton? Um, I quit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I was like, I was just done, and I had met Amy, and she was living in Sydney, and we're doing long distance. So I ended yep. up just, I was like, nah, this is not going anywhere. And I, I think you, you the actually, you out the long no, distance yeah. relationship. <laughs> the relationship was great. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. No, that's okay. But but I think I got to a point where it's like you literally are just here earning money now because you're you've learned as much as you can in this environment yeah. not to yeah, say sure. i knew everything about radio but you go to a big city it's a new ball game yeah yeah new people new ideas and so i was like i could stay on maybe it'll work but i actually, i wasn't committed to the show yeah then, sure and i wanted to be with amy so i left there where was i going with that uh so well, do, you, do you think there would have been more opportunities for you if you stayed or do you maybe uh, I'm, i might have been able to but i don't think i was committed to radio in its form sure 100% wasn't. Because well, I, I think you're this new. Video. Yeah, you're similar probably to what Jules was, Jules Lund was always facing, which is like you've got this platform radio, which is the thing you're meant to focus on, but there's this really bright and shiny digital thing mm. that you toy that you want to play with more. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I feel like um, what you're doing now, TJ, is like more aligned, which yeah, is 100%. like. Yeah, 100%. It's. It's all of these things. It's, it's storytelling, it's creativity, but it's not necessarily one over yep. the other. They yeah. all sort of play sort of yep. interchangeably. Uh, if, if I got off, you know, like if I actually landed a job in Melbourne or something, I probably would have come back or kept going with it, but mm-hmm. it didn't feel right. Like I was thinking about those bigger jobs and I was like, I actually don't 
feel good about that. Yeah, sure. And yep. so I've done the best move of doing my own thing. But uh, what was I saying? I was going somewhere with that. No, literally Jack asked about your story and you told it. Yeah. Which is perfect. Uh, then I had something. Fuck but it. It's a probably, yeah, how did you? <laughs> oh, tearing up. It was oh, about tearing up. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, still got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing with tearing up is the, like I've noticed of late that f- for whatever reason, different thing like I've noticed that things make me more emotional. I don't know why. Like I've noticed like the last couple of years, like um, I was reading Brie, my like, how sad is this? I was reading her my Instagram post that I did about her. Oh no. I was like, oh, I'm just going to, and I oh, got no. like like three quarters of the way through. And you were crying. And no, I wasn't crying, but I started, I was like, <gasps> like, yeah. And I was just like, oh, you get the, f- it's on, it's on fucking Instagram reading and, yourself. So but even me. getting married, like you, you met your wife through Hamish and Andy or through the being yeah, a part I met of her that? In, so we were in New York in 2011 and I met, that's where I met her. Fuck. If yeah. it wasn't for Hamish and Andy. Yeah. No, I, I like all my twenties <laughs> are tied up in that show pretty yeah. much. Um, oh, she's a, she's your fourth, your family. So now you've got to add that in your f- four things. Oh yeah, four numbers. Oh four. yeah, no, yeah, family. Exactly. One of my hobbies, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> interests. Yeah, um, but, but I was yeah definitely during the wedding. I was I was like fighting furiously, fighting back tears bef- in, in that moment where she's walking down the aisle. Yeah. I think because like it's everything at once. You don't. Mm you don't really know what to expect because you've never done it before. So mm. you're all of a sudden you're in a moment with senses are heightened in mm. every single way. Yeah. And, and I, I remember trying to think of other stuff, you know? Yeah. So you wouldn't cry. Yeah. Think isn't about music, up, radio and footy. Yeah. No, but it is screwed up how we, uh, yeah, we, we try and push back on that. So I think, cause it also makes it worse. It, there's definitely this desire inside, which is like where it's like this painful feeling I, to, I, to suppress yeah, that emotion any suppressing any emotion yeah like um where was i the other day i was somewhere where i should cream no it wasn't <laughs> a good guess no but it was you were doing a bit of see that's it christian o'connell i'm richie good gag because it's a bit of a it's a slight fat joke is it crispy cream what are we doing are we getting some fudge some more fudge hey let's go to a break it's absolute radio boom there we go. There's a break for you. But the, no, the, um, <laughs> uh, no, I was somewhere where I shouldn't be laughing and I started thinking about laughing a lot. Yeah. And it just like, I ended up having to like reel off every sad thing that's ever happened to me and all the funerals I've been to, to try and not laugh. Yeah. But it's, it's hard when, as soon as you say, don't laugh in your head. It can get mm. it can get a bit difficult. You got to let yourself go. That having a kid is full on. Are you having kids? No, well, no, kids? no, no. Still, for at least a couple of years, we're mm. just pushing it to the, you know, far enough away that it, we don't have to think about it yet. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, and the, uh, the thing that I was going to ask you about the punching bag thing, and you know, people do know these little bits of your life, and they think they know you. Is there any pushback where you no longer want to be the punching bag? So, for instance, on Instagram, every time, if you ever do a post about you building your house, <laughs> you, you're going to have people slam you being like, because, yeah. you know, it's been... So, a- for context, I'm, uh, my wife and I are renovating our house at the moment and we are going very, very slowly. Uh, it's a combination of we're trying to do a lot of things ourselves and just keep running out of money. So it became a running joke on the show that I've been building this house for a year and haven't got anywhere and we still aren't living in it. We're still living with my mum and dad. It's been longer than a year now. Yeah, so now it's a year and a half. Year and a half, okay. And we're still at least six months away from being in there. 
So I put up every now and again, I'll put up something on Instagram about the, the progression of the house and people yeah. jump on board because they've been taught or any fans of Hamish and Andy have been taught the That's acceptable reaction. Yeah, the, the, yeah, na- yeah, the narrative yeah. of what like it's funny that it's taking us so long, which it yeah. is funny, but it, it, it just allows strangers to jump in and be part of a joke yeah, where yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't usually say that to a stranger. Yeah, because you're like, bro, you're renting. Fuck off, you know. But, <laughs> like, but at the same time, I, I actually <laughs> oh I I don't mind it so much in that it's like it's almost endearing because they feel like your friend because you would only say that kind of thing to a friend. You wouldn't mm. say it to a stranger on Instagram. So you feel like it. You feel like it's it's okay. I, I feel like it's okay. I just feel like some people just get the temperature wrong sometimes, and it just yeah. comes across as nasty, yeah, and yeah. Just, they just don't really get it. But I put that down more to their own skill in how to properly communicate, spar yeah. in that scenario <laughs> yeah. where it's like we talked about on Hamish and Andy a lot as well. Um, on air, no, behind the scenes okay. is this idea of like play fighting and how you how you fight with uh, your co-hosts on air yeah and they have a great analogy i think which is like it's always it's it's almost like wrestling like you make it look like it's hurting but it's never actually hurting the other person whereas some people then listeners or people who aren't as experienced come in and throw actual punches and they don't Mm. know how to spar properly like they're not they're not playing they're not play fighting they're just they use like a real knife yeah (laughs) Yeah. what i find interesting about radio stations and i've worked at um, ARN and Southern Cross. So, you know, very much similar dynamics across so, yeah, all ARN them. for people, Australian Radio Network, yeah. Southern, uh, and they've got what, Kiss, no, who, what, Gold. What's Gold, and They're what used to be mixed a lot of places, yeah. it still is some places. Yeah. And, hun- and then Southern, Southern Cross, Cross have Oz Stereo hundreds is, of places, yeah. hundreds of radio stations. You know, Fox, B105, Regional, um, and then the Triple M Network. Yeah. yeah, but I always found like the power dynamic, depending on the position you're in at the radio station, and I've been in all of them, you know, being on air, mm. being the, you know, Coca-Cola boy, what are, you, what are they called? Street team. Yeah. Um, just Coca-Cola. doing And then you were doing video, like a yeah. video yeah. producer video role. Producing. Yeah, And so, I mean, the, I think it's different to an accounting firm a big accounting firm where it's like the people on air are treated differently to the account managers and yeah, then sure. to the you yeah. know, work experience fucking kids, street teamers. I think most industries have their version, right? So you go into a tech company and all of the developers are on, you know, a hundred plus thousand mm. dollars. Like, you know, like there's a certain level yeah. that you know, okay, just by being in there, you've, they're sort of high status. I reckon radio stations are different though in ter- because the top, the, the talent are outward facing yeah and so then there's this you know image around them when it's like yeah, they're it's the more, face of the business it's more like a sports team maybe you could yeah. use that analogy yeah, 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 where yeah. the people on air are the people who are actually going out and playing the game yeah, yeah there's heard, a whole Buckley <laughs> all of them <laughs> whereas there's a whole <laughs> a staff of people behind the scenes that are also making a football yeah. team netball team basketball yeah. team run uh, that's the same with radio. There's a, there's a huge behind the scenes yeah. um, cast where from sales to producers to um, writers um, to the people who are selling ads and, and writing ads. I think egos are on edge in the stations too because you think about all the kids that want to be the Jack Post of 2008, yeah. you know, 
having to be work, you know doing some you know crappy little job and then seeing Hamish and Andy and then getting that in and so everyone's trying have heard these stories and are trying to do that hang around the office and mm. then the account managers are wanting to be in with the radio team nothing wrong with any yeah, of it but right? it's a, but when you're a coach for when you're a water boy for an AFL team you know that you're never going to be <laughs> James Hurt yeah. or like you know <laughs> True. that or NBA team, yeah, like you're, you're right. not like, oh fuck, it, man, oh, my dad could be LeBron. Yeah, how did you become the f- best full forward in the AFL? Exactly. Oh, I just hung around, like I would yeah. finish when their team started, <laughs> and I sort yeah. of just hung around until they would kick me the ball, and then I kicked hundred goals in a season. Yeah, do, what do you think about just getting a job in a radio station uh, to progress? Do you think there's uh, limiting spots? Because I know some people are in like account roles because they want to be on air. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't have a lot of experience because I just, even though I started with Hamish and Andy in a low role and worked my way up, I never moved uh, outside of that show. So I also mm. always had a little bit of an umbrella shielding me and allowed me to progress, but also always in that team. But I know a lot of uh, my career path has been luck. So. I, I don't think it's as easy to say you just work hard in one bit yeah. and then you naturally progress to the next bit and naturally progress and so on. It's hard because I think that it's stinky doing too much of the, you know, you're going to start in this sort of support role or, you know, I remember well, as, uh, a digital content think- produ- as a digital content producer, the biggest slur someone would say is, uh, he wants to be on air. If yeah. someone said that you want to be on air, you'd wince a little bit and be like, you know what? I'm going to back off. Oh, really? Because you I've don't, never heard that. You would never want to be seen as the guy as wanting the shield, to be on yeah. air. The umbrella, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> but but Tommy, what, uh, I'd like to know what you think about going regional to advance. So yeah. that's a common thing that radio stations will tell young people who aren't ready to be on air yeah. yet is, hey, why don't you go and take this opportunity in a smaller regional station mm. Uh, and you know, get your flying hours up, and then come back. Because yeah. it's selling a dream. It's totally not yeah, the reality. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's like, but for some people it works. But I, yeah. I guess for some people it's just a holding place or some yeah. a, a easy way to say to someone yeah. like, oh, uh, just go yeah. and make it somebody else's but, problem. I mean, it's the personal learning. It's the it's the best thing I did. You know, it took me out of being a personal trainer and having this other career and thrusted me into the media yeah. and a completely different learning mm. over two years. So it was like, go and do it because mm. it's an experience. If you you have you know time on your side as far as how old you are and family and stuff, yeah. it wouldn't be feasible for me to go now. But it's, and, and do you think some people take that role on expecting something yeah, at the 100%. other end of it? It's like yeah, film yeah. school, right? Film school can be really fucking great because you can get a community, you can learn all these things. You've got There's great structure. But at the same time, going to film school doesn't give you some sort of certificate that you can go and cash in at Hollywood and say, I'm going to make films. And yeah, just like... Yeah, I did all my homework. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, and yeah. it's the same with being in any of the regional stations, you know, anywhere in the world. It's like just by you doing it doesn't actually give you any extra level of opportunity. All it does is maybe you'll be able to refine your skill so you're a mm. better version to... But yep. no one... Like the the CDs of a radio station, a content directors are not sitting down looking at a at a um, resume saying, okay, they did uh, they did this regional one, so that's good. That's like that's just oh, well, not- they're never going to go if there's two people going for the same job and one's a little bit more talented. They're never going to go. Oh well, the guy who we sent over to Dubbo, yeah, 
I mean, he's put in the hard work, so let's give it to him. Yeah. They're always going to go for whoever's the best. Not, yeah. not only that, but I, I would say, and this is probably slightly controversial, that it would play against you in the sense of like from a standing out point of view. If you're doing, if you, if you go down the track of doing the regional radio type stuff, there is a lot of people like you doing the exact same thing. Whereas if you're the odd, like what they're looking for, my guess nowadays is the next big thing the thing that's going to be a little bit different so if you're a comedian who's built up an open mic night and that's you know doing their own podcast and doing all that sort of stuff i feel like cds would look at that doing their own podcast saying this This guy wants to get on air why why do you think uh why do you think you're here jack (laughs) no but do you think i know i tend to agree with you one thing it does guarantee is that you'll get upskilled. So uh-huh. you're, you're going to... Absolutely. By the nature of it, you're going to get a lot of skills that the other person hasn't. But you're right. It, does, it has no guarantees attached to the end of it. What do you think if you uh, if you didn't have the, sort of the these next steps that you have planned with uh, Christian O'Connell show? Is that what it's going to be called, by the way? The yeah. Christian O'Connell show? It's called show? the Christian O'Connell breakfast show. Okay. The Christian O'Connell breakfast show. Uh, we'll, I'll put that in the description so we can SEO for it just to leverage uh, everything that's going on right now. Appreciate the leverage, yeah. by the way. Well, how long do you guys usually go for? Just uh, we're going to go, uh, we're gonna go for another ten, uh, five to ten minutes. Five, ten. Yeah. Yeah, you get enough parking? Um, we'll, well, i got the pay stay up. Do you guys ever use that? I've used that before. Can I re- when, when it finishes, can I reload? Or when it do doesn't you work fi- like when that? does it finish? Uh, in four minutes. The great thing about pay stay is it's all on the app and it's God, easy to they're, use. They're not our sponsor. That would have no, been that's great actually, that's integration. A, that was fucking amazing integration. Oh, put really it in the comments. We can literally just do four to five up. minutes anyway. We'll do four to five minutes then we'll leave. Um, yeah, but I think the... Uh, Jack, if you weren't doing this sort of thing, do you reckon... Are you sort of someone who would do a, the podcast thing? How much is that on your mind and how much are you listening yeah, to? Yeah, I think I would have because I wouldn't have quickly uh, gone to another radio show from Hamish and Andy because um, not because there's not good shows out there but just I was a little less excited to do um, radio after finishing with Hamish and Andy yeah. mm-hmm. Christian coming along was sort of the only thing where I thought oh well this looks this honestly looks different to anything else that's going to be on air and I was already a fan of his show after mm-hmm. first hearing it in 2012 and since and I podcasted it from time to time since then so it was the only thing where I, I was honestly really excited to do it and that's why I stayed in radio but I mean I really took six months off besides this Hamish and Andy podcast mm. we're doing I haven't been working in radio yeah and you did fucking nothing because your house isn't built uh, <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> I'm to really I'm trying. Am, I, am I allowed to say that yeah, do I know okay. you well enough I don't know uh, I <laughs> this guy wants to get on air yeah we're <laughs> definitely getting that vibe um, Christian, if you're listening, I'm here for you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Happy to uh, be sidekick number two. <laughs> and so, do you? Um, what, what do you? What do you worry about over the, you know this this whole journey? Because you even fucking went to the UK as well. That's one thing I keep wanting to bring yeah. up. You you went there to hang out and have some sort of like you know dates with Christian. Well, what- it was just to make sure that we were ripped to honestly get along. Because I guess it is one like that dynamic is so important. Mm. It's one thing to go. There's two people who can capably do these two roles but it doesn't mean that you can automatically put them in a room and it's going to work and we still don't like honestly no one can say if it is going to work but at least having that week where i spent in london yeah we were able to uh, 
just subside our own fears about it and go, all right, well, I can yeah. get along with this person naturally. So it, it's not so big a jump to expect us to do this on yeah. air. It's, all, it's as much as you get to know. Yeah, and so know. logistically... Like, I'm curious, when you go to see him for the first time, have they given you an offer? So, is there... A, a, no, no, so no. There no, was no financial sort of idea? I, I, I hardly talked to um, Gold FM or Gold 104 at all before um, going. So, it was Christian who contacted me first. Um, and our... our back and forth was going for a long time before he even bought gold into it oh interesting so it was like he he was actually pitching you in yeah to yeah, gold that, yeah sorry that's right yeah so it was christian's idea to use me on the show not gold's idea yeah that's great yeah, yeah. yeah like how much is yeah. the journey that's the journey like being on the show is one thing but you getting flown over there it's like you're oh it was, it was honestly surreal how fun honestly is that surreal. shit I mean, I, especially because I semi I felt like I'd semi retired from radio besides <laughs> <laughs> the Hamish and Annie podcast I said goodbye to it and you know took out my hammer and started slowly yeah uh, knocking that house back together but it was it was surreal he called me for the first time just before New Year's Eve and um I guess he, because he, he knows Hamish and Andy a little bit from doing those shows, he was using them a lot as a sounding board for uh, all the fears he had about coming to Australia, mm-hmm. like how people react to it, um, what are the other breakfast shows are like, what the personnel could be like to expect from producers to newsreaders to this sidekick role. So I have uh, Hamish and Andy to thank as well for uh, putting my name forward or at least... Um, if he asked about me, then they gave me a good recommendation. Well, I they assume. at least gave him your number, which is... That's right. <laughs> he did get my number somehow. Yeah, so it's good. I, I think they came through Andy. Um, but... And he, now he's taking 10% of your deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy and Lee managed On his feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, and what would you say to people who hear this journey and feel like they're at the beginning, they're at 20 years... 20 years old they're 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 doing the the paneling for a national show and they're in you know some other other part you know what really interesting i like i just i just don't know what the best advice to give is because i guess my head goes to just get as, as much time um and experience as possible which is is goes back to that regional um or com- even community radio advice which is just go and do a show on CineFM. it doesn't matter if no one's listening to it if you do it every day of the week for three months then you're going to get experience no matter how much you put into it or not but i personally like even though i did do community radio i didn't um like i didn't work as hard as some people who really like put in the effort and went to regional stations and and really slogged it out i always had a little bit of an attitude like i was happy to leave radio if my time naturally came to an end yeah and i didn't want to outstay my welcome or force something that didn't seem natural and i got very lucky that i came across a show that i gelled really well with which was hamish and andy so i was able to stay for a long time Mm. but if I, 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 I didn't grow up loving radio as a kid and, and have my heart set on being a radio announcer. So and I was happy to say people love too, right? I, know, I might a little bit yeah. and, it, and it's true. It doesn't mean I don't love radio yeah. now. I do absolutely mm. love it. Yeah. Um, but it's a different journey, right? And I think yeah. that maybe people get stuck in like, okay. Because the other thing too, which I respect is 
you've been willing to play second fiddle for a long time like you yeah. and you're happy like even within this role it's a side it's you know a sidekick role so you're you're able to sort of you know do you think you need to put your ego aside that's right like i think someone with more ambition could have taken the first couple of years of of um traction i had on the hamish and andy show and run with it as far as they could Mm. um whereas i was i was happy to settle into it yeah and i guess I, i just am fortunate that i had that perfect balance of I've I loved it and wanted to keep doing it, but I didn't want to be a world beater and go out and and demand that I was going to be mm-hmm. the next announcer or next big thing in radio, mm-hmm. and that's how I've been able to have some what of a long career, um, just playing second fiddle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds the sad music has yeah. just come up, but I like it. It, 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 it honestly it, it plays to my personality. I don't yeah. want to be. I'm not very attention seeking. I don't want to be up the front waving and saying, this is all about me. This is all about me. I'm much Yeah, leave more. that up to Tommy and I to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Like, don't even put me in the description of this episode. Yeah, exactly. Just let people discover me naturally. Well, it's mute my voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Thanks, Jack, for uh, coming into Tommy's office. And no doubt uh, we'll um, leverage uh, what you're doing as soon as the show comes yeah. up. Yeah, guys, you back thanks on. for having me. Ju- and June, June 4 is when it's... Uh, June 4 is when the first... Uh, yeah, first first on-air day which no. is everybody else's every other radio show's uh holidays which is during really? the middle of the survey and break also our 100th episode with hamish blake june 4 june 4 oh, we'll so, so we'll be yeah so we won't live stream it because we obviously don't want to sort of clash with anything yeah, that you, you should all the three of you should listen to some of the show and then give me feedback could we do but, a simulcast yeah. On our first show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they should? I mean, that's huge. It's a huge opportunity for Christian Bode. Hamish Blake's going to be the pool mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, everyone. If you um, if you think we're completely fucking wrong about all of this uh, radio stuff, send us an email. Hi at the Daily Talk Show. dot com, and uh, you're probably a bit of a podcast nerd too. So if you've ever done a review and you would like to review another one, would appreciate it if you did it to this show. Have a good one. Bye. Great. <laughs>